Does entrepreneurship seem overwhelming? Do you wonder what in the hell you're doing running your own business? You are not alone. Join us as we chat about the challenges, successes, and general hilarity that is the everyday life of an entrepreneur. We're the four consultants behind Coach Lab 360 and decided to get together for a no BS chat over coffee about all things entrepreneurship. We're real. We're not here to glamorize running your own business. We're here to share our highs and our lows, and we'll occasionally drop an F-bomb. We, Brian Roth, Lindsay Turner, Tess Herbert, and Teresa Lambert, each run our own consulting businesses and have had our share of funny stories along the way. Coach Lab 360 was born from a desire to offer support for small business owners across four disciplines, HR, operations, finance, and sales and marketing. Coffee chats are our opportunity to share our personal experiences as entrepreneurs and obstacles we've had to overcome. Please make sure you click the subscribe button on the app store because each week we will drop a new episode to share our stories on all things entrepreneurship. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Coach Lab Coffee Chat. Today, we thought we would chat about websites when you're an entrepreneur and what those should look like. Are they necessary? What do you need to include? Should pricing be on them? So on and so forth. So I know for a fact that Teresa, Brian, and Tess have all uh, had new websites for their business, and I've just transferred mine over to yet another URL. Um, so anybody, your experience in your new website, what, uh, what was that like? What did you go through? What were the questions? What were the challenges? Hmm. That is such a good question, Lindsay. I think for me, switching my website up was partly because I revamped my brand and I really wanted my website to be more reflective of where I'm going and the other part of it too was about functionality like with my coaching business I do a lot of um and like the way people go as a customer come through like a journey working with me I do master classes and workshops and there's things that people sign up for and I do different things each month so for me the website kind of doubles up as you know, opt-in and landing pages, almost like a click funnel, although I just made my website work. So it was really important for me that I had a platform that could do everything and a website that was easy to navigate that I could use in like different ways. And I found that that was really helpful for me to have that and to feel supported by my website. So that's kind of the thoughts that came up for me when you said, you know, why sort of redesigning a website and have one. And it was really a lot about support functionality and really getting my point across in a precise way. I think that's your last point there and getting getting your message across um, in a precise way and, and not making it too long is one of the challenges that I think a lot of entrepreneurs face uh, where they there's a tendency to want to tell everybody everything. And that's not, you know, the website for sure is not the best place for that. Um, there probably isn't a best place for that at all. 
but um, having precision and figuring out what people really need to see versus what you want to tell is, uh, I think, a critical challenge. Well, and that's just the basics of marketing, right? Of marketing yourself. It's always, Brian's heard me preach this many, many times. It's always about remembering who's your customer and what is your customer looking for? So, you know, I can tell you, I do this all day long for other people, but when you get to doing it for yourself, it can be challenging. And so, um, well, you can send out an RFP for a website and get, you know, a range of pricing that can go up to $50,000, which is ridiculous. You can also build a very inexpensive website, but I think where it's worth spending the money is on somebody to help you hone your message and talk through that with you and help you ensure the content is more important than the functionality for me, for sure. Um, you want to capture people's interest and then decrease your balance rate, obviously. So how is it getting found and, and what are they seeing when they get there? What's that path to purchase? I totally I get what you're saying. And it's funny because my when I transitioned into my second website uh, earlier last year, yeah, it wasn't long ago. And but that website was five years old by then. And uh, had it been tweaked along the way? Sure. But I for sure had more when I needed less on my website when I first started. And uh, so um, it was yeah, it was about that. Yeah, I can't explain every single detail of what I do on a website. And is everybody going to really read that? That was ultimately how things helped change towards something a little cleaner, a little less cluttered. Uh, and websites are a lot easier for the people who don't know how to deal with that tech side of things. Someone can help you build it. Content, you're right, Lindsay, right? The content is everything. And and your messaging and, but then you can actually, for the people like myself, who's not used to web development, I can still maintain it. And so that's, you know, that was helpful for me. Yeah, there's so many um, online programs now, like Wix, Squarespace, there's so many, even WordPress has gotten easier. Um, and you'll hear people say they're devout WordPress you know, users, or you must have a WordPress site. I'm, I'm not so into that. I think um, Wix and Squarespace and all the others are constantly improving. And so I think that, you know, there's an option no matter what size your business is. There's lots of small businesses just kind of using a Facebook page as their website. I wouldn't recommend that for anybody who has a legitimate business because your website is there to legitimize your offering as well, right? So if you're attempting to be, to appeal to corporate people, if you're making baby mobiles in your home, then great, your Facebook page is probably going to work for you. But if you are, um, you know, a legitimate offering to executives or to organizations, then a website is certainly necessary. Speaking of legitimizing your business, what's all of your thoughts or have any of you run into challenges with, you know, the, the appearance of being a solo entrepreneur? or a one, you know, a one person shop versus, you know, finding a way to add the connections that you have and the bench strength that you can bring, even though it's not necessarily, you know, you specifically or part of your business specifically. 
Yeah, I think that's something that I have, um, I've certainly struggled with. So marketing agency, I run it, I bring in all sorts of freelancers to work with me. And so how do you, you know, it doesn't seem transparent to call myself a marketing agency when it's me sitting in my house and using freelancers, but it's also more than just me. So what does that look like? Um, I've landed on talent sort of network or talent collective, right? Like that's, that's the offering. The offering is you get what a marketing agency does, but just without, you know, the huge big cost of a marketing agency, we're doing it a little differently. Um, but yeah, I mean, my route is always transparency and then partner organizations, right? Like Brian's business is listed on my website for finance um, needs. And so you can, you can kind of amplify it that way. I don't know if anybody else has thoughts on that. I've done that too. I have a page just called mentors and more. So it sounds like it is a collective so that it is working together. And if anyone, a lot of people of my clients ask uh, about quite literal employment law. I am not a lawyer. I am human resources consulting. And I tell people that right up front. And so if you need an employment lawyer, yes, I have I have connections to help you get where you need to go if that's your needs. So I'm with you. The transparency is everything. Uh, and I think people appreciate also the fact that with that transparency and the support that we have behind us with the connections we have, it, it does legitimize who we are as in, we, I, I can't find that answer for you right now, but I have amazing experts that will, and please go contact them. I think, I mean, at the end of the day, right? Like you're coming to a business to get a specific service and we all have areas of expertise. And like, it's like, I do a lot of my own website things. I do a lot of my own tech setups and I do them in a way so that I can literally be an army of me and have a lot of things automated in that sense. And that was a huge part of you know, choosing my website, but it's, it's really interesting too, because I think that, you know, if you want to have someone, for example, a copywriter, like I don't offer copywriting for my business coaching clients, but I have some incredible copywriters that I refer to, right? The same thing with web design, like, yes, I can, like, you know, there is a way of creating a beautiful Kajabi site. I get a lot of compliments on my website. I did that myself, but I invested in a template that I purchased from somebody. So that's a way of doing it. And then really your plug and play and putting things in. But I also had, again, support on the copywriting to get that distinct messaging down, right? And I think that, you know, people come to you for your expertise. And then, you know, I think it's also creating that trust with, you know, your customers and your clients so that they, you know, they know you and they trust you that when you make a recommendation that you're going to recommend them to that person or, or that you can support them in finding, you know, who they need for maybe things like brand photography, which is a huge part for some of my um, clients that are other coaches that are building their coaching practices. And so it's, it's a really, you know, I think it's sort of really looking at it as it expands us by bringing other people in. 
right? It's not, you know, we're not lesser because we're solopreneurs, um, not at all. And, you know, something else, Lindsay, that you mentioned about, you know, a website uh, makes you a legitimate business. That's super interesting um, because I'm, you know, I think with coaching, I'm in an industry where a lot of people now, like, there's a different way of doing it. A lot of us now going to purely 100% organic marketing and really funneling clients in through our Instagram, through offering value and workshops and things like that. And a lot of these coaches that I work with, some of them have multi-million dollar businesses. They do not have a website, which is really interesting, but they have their, you know, things set up with other things like a landing page, right? And now one may be able to argue that a landing page is still some sort of a website, right? But, um, you know, I found it really interesting because I always thought too, you know, if you're a legitimate business, you got to have a website. But I think what you need is you need a platform, a media platform for yourself where you can represent yourself to the clients that you attract. And you say, said that so that you can get the clients that you're looking for in. And I totally agree. I think if you're working with businesses, like if you're not targeting individuals, if you're targeting businesses and corporate clients, especially on a consulting basis, you know, maybe not so much coaching sometimes, but as a coach, if you're targeting companies, 100%, I think having a website and having places that you can send people to for more information really, really helps. It totally depends on your audience, right? I mean, I always say meet your audience where they are. So if you're marketing to individuals and those individuals are spending time on Instagram and that's where you're going to attract them, that's great. A landing page, yes, is a website and it's somewhere to direct people for more information. So, you know, you're hard to say that you would get across everything you wanted on Instagram, including like, we'll talk about this too. Do you put your pricing out there or what does that look like? I mean, there's gotta be somewhere for them to go to sign up or to, right. So you always want to call the action. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree. There are types of businesses and types of offerings that can do it very differently. If, if you're working in the professional sort of corporate space, then obviously a website, but again, um, meet your customers where they are. If that's not where they are, if they're spending time on TikTok, well, then that's where you go. I love that. And you know, to your point about like putting prices on the website, I have all my prices on the website. I share my pricing on my Instagram, like as I do my marketing and my launches. And part of the reason for me is because I really don't like not seeing a price. So part of the reason that I put my pricing out there is because I want to be very clear with what I offer so that when people reach out to me, they already know what I'm charging rather than, you know, the other way where you then get on a call and then you let people know the pricing and you have that awkward conversation. For me, I don't enjoy that sales process. So often if I don't know how much something is, I don't even reach out like to this point. And so my decision around that was really personal to say that for me personally, I prefer to see it. Having said that, when it comes to things like consulting for companies and bigger projects, it's not possible to put a price on that. And so for me, that's how I approach it on the coaching side. But then when it comes to the consulting side, that's really where I have a conversation with people, get their expectations and also understand their budget and then figure out pricing from there. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Teresa. It's a tough one. It's kind of going back to the conversation we had in a different episode about how do you price yourself at all? 
And so how can you put that in print and live by it as in, okay, so project-based is this, a program, like Teresa, you build programs. So a specific program can have a price and that's fantastic. People know exactly what they're gonna get. You have the program described and that's great. You know, ongoing consulting or mentorship to people can be very different because again, then it'll show up in, you know, how many hours do they really need? So then I can't put a cost on it. I think it's a tricky one, but if you're comfortable, like you said, being that transparent and putting the price out there, then do it. So more information they have, the, the better off. Yeah. Again, I think it depends on your business and your offering, right? Like take personal training as an example, posting your rates is a great idea because you filter out the people that aren't going to afford it or aren't going to make that kind of investment. And it's a, it's a per hour, easy, simple transaction. I totally agree on the consulting side. It's really hard to do that because every project is different and no, even if you put your hourly rate on your website, no customer looking at your website is going to know how many hours of yours they need you. So I think when it's clear and transactional, it's a really good idea. Otherwise, I think you could be limiting yourself or um, scaring people away potentially just because they don't understand the bigger picture. So great conversation today. Really enjoyed this so that, um, yeah, it's important to, uh, you decide you want a landing page, you want a website, make sure your messaging to Lindsay's point is going to be crystal clear. So that's a wrap on today's episode, uh, with coach lab coffee chat. Uh, and we hope we'll, you'll join us next week as well. Thanks. Have a great day. That's a wrap for another episode of coach lab coffee chat. Enjoyed this episode. Entrepreneurship can be lonely, so make sure to subscribe to Coach Lab Coffee Chat on your favorite podcast player or check us out at coachlab360.com.